Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 206 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Brayden, joined as always by the wonderful Alex. Hello. You're enjoying some popcorn there, I see. Brayden, you're meant to leave it till the end. No, but I I can't let audio listeners think, what the hell is that noise? (laughs) The entire episode. And I'm also joined by the wonderful Michael. Hello. It's not wonderful, it's it's a fact. God damn. <laughs> the fact you're not wonderful, Michael. Oh, damn. Okay. You're fantastic. Oh, not, we're not out here to throw no, hands. I'll take, I'll, take, I'll take fantastic. Is okay. fantastic better or worse than wonderful? Oh. Oh. I don't think we have time to unpack all that. With all this great stuff we've got to talk about this week, let's start off with uh, the most important out of the three. Alex, what do you think of The Little Mermaid? Um... It was a bit, it was a bit like, you know, a bit of fun, but a bit shit, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's sometimes it's maybe good, know. sometimes maybe shit. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes maybe shit. Uh, sometimes it may be good, or sometimes shit. It's shit. Um, look, uh, the, all the new shit, like, I immediately watched the theater. And that's the moment when Eric's new song came on. That was the moment everyone checked their watch and phones. <laughs> yeah. Um, How far into the movie does not- that come? Pretty far. Yeah. Um, it, it's because not only was it boring <laughs> and just nothing. It, I mean, it was that. You know, that's it. It was boring and nothing. <laughs> it added nothing to the film at all. I have to disagree though, Brad. I think part of your world was better than Under the Sea. Ooh. I thought Under the Sea was pretty eh. Oh, okay. Part of their world. Gave me goosebumps. Chef's it kiss. was good. I think it's still just the CGI face stuff that I can't quite process. It's very uncanny valley. Like from what CGI face? On like like the whole like making it look like they're underwater and like when they're moving around in the water, like very clearly oh, CG. That, no, no, that stuff didn't it didn't bother me that much. I think Xavier Pardem <laughs> is sleep asleep. Yeah, someone needed to wake him oh. up a little bit. Get so, some yeah. fire in his belly, you know? You're meant to be like the god of the sea, king of the sea. For a film that's almost an hour longer, they cut out some pretty funny stuff. Yeah, they cut out and added strangely. They cut out Sebastian in the kitchen with the French chef. Yes, they did cut out the chef. Which was incredible. It was one of the best parts. Uh, no, instead you got an extended sequence of the market, which I actually enjoyed. No, it was alright. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know where they really added an entire hour of time, hey. The ending happened really quick. <laughs> Considering how long the film is, yeah. Yeah, like Ursula went big and then she was dead immediately. Yeah, there was really, the conflict lasted, yeah, maybe all of five minutes. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was fine. I gave it three out of five. I thought. Yeah, I feel like that's like just where this movie sits. Um, it's definitely not like Lion King, Dumbo, Lady in the Tramp level bad. Oh my god, I forgot they did Lady in the Tramp. We we were actually having a conversation about this before we saw uh, went to the movies last night, and we were talking about like the Disney mm. live action remakes and which ones were good, sort of on par, and which ones were bad. Mm. Yeah, and we came to the consensus that it's like Jungle Book. 
than everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the Beast is up there. Beauty and the Beast is right. Beauty and the Beast is good. I love Beauty and the Beast. It's a tale as old as time. It is a tale as old as time. And uh, sadly, a tale as old as time, as in it's now in the past, no longer in our future. How was the finale of Ted Lasso, guys? We don't know this yet. It could potentially be back. Could potentially be back? Potentially. Yeah. They but have if not, not confirmed whether it was the end. Okay. But they said they're taking a break for a while. Okay. It, de- it, sure, but it this, sure as hell felt like an end. This definitely felt like an end, though. Aww. Everything um, got wrapped up. It did. Which is good. That's um, what you want in a finale. I don't think I could count the amount of times I cried on one hand. I could on two. But, but practically the entire, like, I don't know, last 10 minutes, tears streaming down my face didn't want it with end. a smile on my face. I just didn't want it to end. No. <laughs> I was like, stay, I was like, stay, I was like, stay at Richmond, Ted, please stay there. So yeah, so Ted Lasso finale, season finale, series finale, whatever I ended up doing with it um, was last week. And uh, it was an hour and 15 minutes episode, so it was a juicy boy. It was. Um, and everything got wrapped up. And uh, it ended with Ted going back home. Spoilers, a bit of week. Ted going back home to Kansas in what people were saying the most unbelievable, unrealistic thing in Ted Lasso history was that there was a direct flight from London to Kansas. <laughs> 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 That's great. Um, but yeah, they they literally did all the wrapping up. Everything Anything they could have done, they did. Like that last ten um, minutes, including. I was gonna say the last. There's 10 a minutes. montage. Yeah, and pretty much wraps up um, a lot of the story. That makes you cry. Ted and Nate makes you cry. Ted and Rebecca makes you cry. Jamie and Roy makes you cry. Jamie and his dad makes you cry. <laughs> it's it's everything. Like, I was so had, but yeah. uh, so sad, but so happy at the exact same time. It really... Yeah, I just, it felt, it was just sad because it was ending, and yeah. I'm going to miss Ted Lasso. It, it was Lasso. just one of those, one of those things that really brought a bit of hope back into the world when the world mm-hmm. really needed it. Mm. And it crushed us too. Mm. But my whole, my whole TikTok timeline now is Ted Lasso. Yeah. Um. They did old clips. Great job in this last episode, just throwing in as many callbacks to moments over the whole series as possible. Like Ted does the dance. They bring back a little suggestion box. Oh, when he does the dance. Oh, oh, that. But oh. when when Jamie does the the fake that Ted wants him to do in season one, and he like fully sells yep, it. Yeah, the the Oscar at the ESPYS. Yeah, and then. And then barbecue sauce was great. Just everything uh, in that episode. Like I genuinely false nine. Yeah. I genuinely just don't think they could have really like if this is the, the end. The believe sign. The believe sign, sign had me just destroyed. Yeah. And like like when you they said, when they all from TikTok I'm seeing things like the book that Jamie pulls it out of is the book that he gets given Ted gives him at the mm-hmm. start and just Man, it's just, when when they all just start pulling the pieces of the belief sign out there, various like some of them have it tucked in their shin guards, some of them have it tucked under their arms, some of them got it like a bookmark, 
and they all start putting it back and they've got all the pieces and they put it back together and put their hands over it. It's enough to make a grown man cry and it did. It definitely did. Um, Ah, yeah, that was like a big, big moment. Mm -hmm. And when Ted Ted and Nate are both looking at where it used to be and Nate goes to say, I'm sorry, and like Ted goes, no, no, you don't need to say it. And and Nate's like, no, I need to say it. (laughs) Nate's crying and I'm crying. Nate's crying, Ted's crying, I'm crying. (laughs) Everyone's crying. Um, Yeah, I just don't think, I think if this is the end, it's the, it's, a fantastic send off. I don't want it to end. No, I don't. No, I don't. I think a lot Give of people don't want it to end. Give me hundred years, Ted Lasso. I think I it's, want more it's, Ted Lasso. It's rare we see something nowadays that just it 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 doesn't overstay its welcome and it it it's told the story it wants to wanted to tell. I think that's no, we've had two of those yeah, th- in the last week. Succession and Ted Lasso. Mm. I think that was a lot of. I feel like. Seeing interviews with um, Jason, that was the whole thing. It was like it was. They had a three arc, three season arc. Yeah, and it was like we want to. We're not. We don't want to like push it to where people don't want it anymore. Like we want it to end where we think it's right. That whole. That's not fair. I don't want it to end. <laughs> you have to continue. This is my favorite thing. I think I mentioned. I think I mentioned this. Yeah, and I can dream of FIFA. I think um, I mentioned this earlier in when it was first coming out. This was the opening shot of uh, season three. Yep. And in Ted Lasso fashion, the closing shot in season Aww. three. That's a close up. It one. always ends. It always ends with a character's close up. Yep. Of the character who goes through the arc that season. That's great. Oh, it's so. just he looks so sad in that first one. So. Yeah, oh, it's just the best. And then the montage at the end where you have Beard getting married, Sam joining the Nigerian team, Rory being the manager of AFC Richmond, Rory, Nate, and Beard putting up the new Believe sign. Um, Jamie with his dad. What a, Jamie with his dad. Uh, just oh, oh, I'm so I'm all of it. really glad they went the way with Rebecca that they did. Yeah, Rebecca met the, the man again. The oh, not even that, but um, with the club. Oh, Rebecca selling 49% of the club to the fans. Such a heartwarming yeah. end. And it ended. Why? I, I, could, I could watch spin. I want a spin-off show about Roy. Roy became my favorite character of the season. Um, it always used to be Ted, but Roy really stepped up um, this season, and he, he nailed it. Oh, we get one last so. Diamond Dog session. Yeah. Oh, with all of them there, yeah. all of the diamond dogs, mm-hmm. and Roy's like, "I want to be a diamond dog." Yes, I need to go watch this episode again. I need to watch the whole thing I have, again. I watched it. Oh, Alex is gone. Alex is gone. But where did Alex go? With uh, the ending of one thing brings us uh, the part one of uh, a, a a sequel to another thing. Um. And that, <laughs> that was the worst segue possible. Awful. That was. Absolutely terrible. If you can decode that message, congratulations. Brain <laughs> trying to set up Spider-Verse. I'm trying, but it did not work. Uh, sequel to my favorite film of all time. Just hit cinemas this past week. We all went and saw it. I think everyone in the world is going to see it uh, because it's doing incredibly well at the Literally, box office. So All I could see. Congrats. 
every time I open Letterbox, is just the stream of people seeing this movie, and I'm like, "Fuck, I need to see this." Yeah, yeah. So it's I did. Every, every everyone in their dog's brother's mother went and saw this thing. Um, it is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh, which was originally had a part one in its title, but then they dropped that. But it's, mm. hey, this isn't really much of a spoiler, but it kind of is. It's definitely a part one of a story. It is, it oh, is the oh. first half of an overarching story. Um, so prepare for Cliffhangerville now, if you, at the end I, of this I, one, I, if you haven't seen it. I do, I do. Before we continue, um, something that Sony clearly forgot to do, but I'll put the warning out there if you haven't seen it. Epilepsy warning, hardcore. Oh, the absolute epilepsy warning. <laughs> I am so surprised that there's not one at the start of this movie. Yeah, this this film is visually one of the most insane things I think oh, I've ever seen on took, a big screen. It takes you it takes you for a ride visually. Like after this film, like I was spending the following days afterwards just still trying to process what I what my eyeballs had seen. Hmm. So much happens in this, like, also incredibly long movie that, like, I probably could have sat there and watched another five hours of it. Oh, definitely. Um, it did not like, feel it did not feel its length at all. No, there's so much happening in this film, and they give everything the time that it needs. Like this, yes, this is a long film, and especially long for an animated film that's pushing the boundaries of animation and art in such awesome way. It's not a kids film. I can't call it a kids film. No. Because oh, definitely. So much of the so much of this film is dedicated to family drama, yeah. which I'm sure kids will get bored as shit in. Oh yeah, like I imagine any kid like actually who went to the cinema to see this, there's like you get your initial moment of like, "Hey, it's the spot. He isn't he's this fucking loser of a character." Um Spot may be my favorite character. Spot is oh. That it, what the, they have the done. Change, or, the change in art style on oh, him is magnificent. He's so scary at the end. Yeah. They do such a good job of taking this character who is known for being a joke. Like, he's stupid. and My holes can take me anywhere. And now it's just like, he is going to destroy everything. Um, he's like this Uzumaki-esque monster, hand-drawn, sketchy, and oh my god, he's awesome. Um, I'm trying to find a picture of him when he's like all powerful. Yeah, he's all powerful. You're right. I did. Yeah. I did see. A, I did see a funny meme today, and it was like, well, I can't remember the first little bit, but it was like, oh, my life, my life. Does, it's on the lines of like, my life isn't shit. It's just a canon event. Yeah, <laughs> it's something. It's something along those lines. It's not that exact at the start, yeah. but it's just like, it's just like, yeah. It's just, oh. What the, what this film does in terms of just, like, taking the whole idea of, like, you know, Spider-Verse, all the different Spider-Man from all the different dimensions and all that crap. What this film does, like, compared to, like, what you could... You could just tell the comic of the Spider-Verse comic. Like, that, that's, that's... You could have just done that. But no, they're not doing that. They're really taking a really conceptual, broader view on, like, storytelling and, like life experiences in is such an incredible way we're getting an original one or is this following any like even this loosely? is it's it's pretty damn original in terms of the overall thing like hmm. the actual spider-verse event is about like these like 
this group of people that are hunting down spider people and eating them for power, basically. Oh, okay. It's well, very different. Yeah, this is so much more. This is a story about like Into the Spider Verse was a story about hey, it's Spider Man. Everyone knows Peter Parker is Spider Man. Here's Miles Morales. Miles Morales is also Spider Man. There's also a couple of other Spider Man. But this is basically a Miles and Peter story. And this one is a Miles and Gwen story. And this film has an opening sequence with Gwen that I thought was excellent mm. in just I love setting the, up what we're about to see. The look and the, the concept of her world, which is practically, yes. it's a mood ring. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's like a watercolor and just everything. Yeah, like this, I... I'm so excited for this film to hit like streaming and like at home release <laughs> because I just want to go to some of the incredible moments and pause it and go frame by frame. And because there's just so many niche <laughs> tucked away little references and like incredible feats of artistry and like, oh my God, I've been following a bunch of the artists on uh, Instagram who worked on it, like for storyboarding and for concept art and for animation. I did, and oh. I did find out today that the, the person that animated the whole little Lego world is a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah. Which is so good. And the, and the way that sequence. and the way they found, like they found him is because he, like, I guess stop motion slash animated the whole of the first movie in Lego and like uploaded Which it. Is, so they're right. just like, hey, this is fantastic. You want to do a bit for the next one? Yeah. Do you want to do a bit <laughs> starring fucking what's his name? Um who who was who was who was who voiced that Alex? Voice who? Voice Lego. Um I don't know who voiced Lego. Wasn't it uh what is it? Uh the guy from The Boys and stuff? No, the guy from the boys voices Gwen Speeder. Jack Quaid? Jack Quaid voices, yeah, the Lizard Peter. Uh, I thought he was the Lego one. Yeah, nah. Never mind. Um, Let's start with that. But I'm, I mean, yeah, like, just this, this film has too many spider people for me to even go like, oh, man, did you see this reference? I can't do that yet. There's going to be people the online fact, who do that way more in depth. I'm not even going to bother. The fact that they've just got, like, you know, Let's just say at one given moment, you've got upwards of like 20, 30 spiders, like, like that you can define clearly. And they're yeah. all different art styles. It's just so much like visually, A, yeah. stunning, but B, it's so much to take in. Like, it's, it's did anyone a little exhausting? Do we all have a favorite Spider Man? Uh, yes. Yes, I definitely, definitely do. And who's that? Mine was Ben Riley. <laughs> Andy Samberg's Ben Riley. <laughs> Andy Samberg's Ben Riley. Fucking hilarious. Oh my god, this 90s edgelord sad boy, like Jim Rat, was just the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> and a close second was Peter Parked Car. Peter oh, Parked Car. I love I that, love that, that they hard. got Peter Parked Car in there. And I love, oh, just. And they've got they the cowboy so dude, and it's got the, cuts. the horse has got the mask. Yeah, that's it. You get uh, you get Spider Cat and you get uh, Spider Rex, who mm. had one of my favorite little visual gags in it, which is blink and you'll miss it. When Spider Rex is running along upside down, and then he 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 goes to Web Miles. The text says T dash Whip <laughs> instead of Thwip for T Rex. Fucking killed me. 
Um, no, uh, uh, Michael, did you have a favorite? Um, honestly, I. Oh. Here we go. Who is it? I liked the um, oh, the punk dude, Hobby or whatever yep. his name is. That's 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 the correct answer. Hobie Brown. Hobie, yeah. I think just like the, like sort of new, like newspapery sort of effect the... that they have on him, like sort of somewhat black and white sort of look that they. Yeah, oh, that poster, like that Brit punk poster collage look where he is separate pieces of paper stuck together mm. was so so smart and Daniel Kalua as Hobie Brown could kick me in the face and I would say thank you like he is just the best he's so cool and so I enjoyed casually every funny. time he said he said something extremely cockney Yes, yeah. he'd explained it. It comes up with a little thing. It's like, oh, Scooby Doo is Cockney rhyming slang for having a clue. <laughs> oh, it's so, so, so good. Um, yeah, I uh, am absolutely in love with this film. And so, I... is it better than the first one, Braden? See, this is the tough thing. <laughs> it's so difficult because the first one is such a good self-contained story, which is is a film. That's what it is. This is half a story. Like looking at it on, on by itself is so difficult because we don't know the context of the rest I mean, of there's, the story. There's like at least there's what there's one thing that I can say the first one had better from me, like from thought, and that's a better soundtrack. Just like the song choice in the first one is phenomenal. This yeah, one the... I still think is pretty like is great for like the thing i just don't think it's quite as good as but it's it's tough to follow up like a soundtrack that gave the world like a new number one song yeah. <laughs> like everywhere for like months i have a follow-up question yes why well, had a better cliffhanger fast x or across the spider-verse <laughs> um <laughs> what are we more excited for guys <laughs> see there's a part of me that wants to say the next part of you, but it's shocking that a part of you have to think about it. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so uh, good. But both of them, but for separate reasons. Yo, but which which cliffhanger character reveal at the end of a film was hotter? Because I know my oh, the guy. Nah, nah, it was Fast X. It was the guy turning out to be evil. Oh, good sad castle. Oh, that one. No, no, no. I know. Um. No, I was talking with a friend recently and they were like, yo, why is that character from the end of Across the Spider-Verse? Uh, why, why are they so attractive? It's, and it's, they're not. They're a cartoon. We can't find cartoons attractive. Yes, tell the internet that. Tell <laughs> they, the weebs that one. They have a lot to say. Internet, um, you, can't, you can't fuck cartoons. But I, <laughs> I tell you it. what. Try. Can't do it. So having this over overarching plot with Spot being <laughs> being the bad guy, but also having Miguel leading this spider society as like your actual sort of conflict and antagonist for most of the it, film. You better bite someone in beyond the spider though. Oh my god. Yeah, I they thought, really dropped that. Hey. I thought I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna go for it when they're on like the space rocket in yeah. the futuristic city. I was like I was like he had him like pinned down. I was like, 
here we go. He's like yelling. He's like, he's going full at him. We're just about to see those fangs pop out. And then it just sort of didn't. Yeah. It, I want to see more of Miguel. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to get a lot more Miguel uh, with like, well, I think, okay. There's a lot of things that we could get into talking about spoilery of what we want to see in the next one. Um, I found Spider Woman pretty disappointing. Yeah. She's really not in it barely at yeah. all. Mm. And she kind of yeah, just she was... rolled over and let mm-hmm. Miguel sort of tell her what to do. Yeah. Which was a bit disappointing. But... And yeah, she was barely in it. Like she had like a couple scenes. Yeah. And they were always with Miguel. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, shout out to all the cameos. All the... All of them. Oh. All of them. Oh. There's so many. Was not some of them, but the the, the, uh, the the big big one. I was uh, some yes. Some of them caused the uh, the uh, audience to just actually scream. Oh, someone in our someone in our session was like, "Oh yo, what?" Or something like (laughs) just a big bellied "Oh yo, what?" Like full audible when someone popped up on screen. Yeah, and hey, like they did it in ways that were really surprising, which I, yeah, is not what I was expecting at all. It is, it is a, they do a great job of it. Um, but yeah, the, the story that this manages to tell about Miles and his family and Miles' place in the world and sort of. It's like, I don't know, it's like what also the internal with conflict within him, like himself. Yeah. With the Spider-Man like, duty still. Yeah, it's that thing of, like, how they address the story of Spider-Man, which has been adapted into all these different ways, was excellent. Like, giving us this idea of, like, you know, we're we're in a media landscape at the moment which is very open to, like, multi, multi-dimensional, like, alternate timeline stuff. Like, we've had a lot of media no. that's around that um, in the last couple of years, so people are a bit more comfortable with it. So having this, seeing the Flash next week. What was that? <laughs> we got the Flash next week, which is oh, Jesus. Yeah, we do. Oh God! In D box. In D box. <laughs> I can't wait to review D box. Um, um, Transformers uh, and then the Flash. Alex pointed out where they're clearly like doing the works in the theater because I messaged him and I was like, "Oh, you want to go Monday or Wednesday?" He's like, "Oh, Monday sounds good." And then he was sitting there. He's like, "Yeah, I th- I think they're starting the works today." There's just no there's, extreme screen sessions for anything. Nothing at Starting all. from today, there's no more extreme screen sessions God the damn. rest of the week. Why? So they're clearly putting in those seats this week. Well, uh, they're definitely going to lose out on some sales of people wanting to go see Spider-Verse, I imagine. That's a bit silly. I mean, I would love to see Spider-Verse in D-Box. Yeah, that'd be pretty wild in D-Box. Michael and I had this conversation. What if you go see a rom-com <laughs> and there's just... A really hardcore sex scene. Yeah, it's just the sex scene. It just no, they so they no, they put you in the D box experience, but then they also give you an accessory pack, uh, <laughs> a bonus accessory and, pack. Come on, it's another. And that that bonus accessory pack does cost an extra one hundred and twenty dollars, but it comes with some fun stuff. <laughs> do you do you want to receive or do you want to give? <laughs> Sorry, sir, we're sold out. We only have the receiving ones left. Yeah. The uh oh. the D Box experience uh actually has separate positions you can go. Jesus. Um, yeah, we, should, we should not go down this tangent. They no. bring out they bring out a back, doll. Re- reel, it reel it back in, reel it back. Reel it back, reel it back, reel it back. Um Spider-Man, here's your companion Spider-Man, doll, guys. Spider-Man. 
I that's, Michael, that's what Michael like says he's trying to laugh. Michael, Michael said the lucky game. <laughs> Michael's like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. But then he thinks of Daniel Kalua as Hobie Brown Spider-Punk and just done. He webs. Um yeah, I gotta say the the artwork in this is phenomenal. It is an absolute just a feat of mad genius. I don't know. Did you see Minions last year? I went to go see Minions. And... No, I did not see Minions. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I couldn't give less of a shit about Minions. Um, no. no, I like for real. Like severe props to the art department here. They crushed it. Um, it's some of the some of the ways that they adapt like classic stuff, like from comics and from cartoon shows and everything like that, is just. They find the funniest and cleverest way to do it, and it makes it such an enjoyable experience. Um, one thing I would like to see more of in the next one, if we're not getting into... We won't go straight into, like, spoilers, because I want people to go see this film. Um, in the next one, we've, we've seen a lot of spider people now. A lot of them are Peters. A lot of them are variations on Peter. Uh, we've had a couple of the others. Uh, in the next one, I want to know where the fuck all the Mileses are. And a couple of because Gwen. there are a couple more Gwen, a couple more Gwens, and a couple more Mileses. I think that'd be a bit of fun. Um, See, I'm, I'm wondering you... how much more they go down the. Oh, here's a lot of different spiders compared to. We well, sort of get well, the them next one's and... called Beyond. Yeah, so. <laughs> but like, I feel like we've sort of hit our little focus group of variations that we're going to stick yeah. with like we've got I the don't think... ogs we've got the new the new and i think outside of that i don't think we're gonna i guess we're not going to be like introduced hardcore to too many more because i think there's a no a big a big shit about to go down yeah i so honestly I've... don't know if they can pull an even bigger like like their chase scene with oh, all wicked. the spider people. Like, it's incredible. It's such an onslaught of visual information. And it's kind of like, it, it reaches a point where if you didn't have a couple defining ones at the front, oh, we haven't even talked about Spider-Man India. He, <laughs> that, was a, that was cool. He was so good. Um, also the, Vulture. It gets a bit, Fucking... it gets a bit World War Z zombie-esque, where it just sort of becomes a big pooling mass. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, like the individual characters do stand out really well. Um, getting Mayday Parker was great. Um, and if you're looking at canon events and like anomalies and all that stuff, there's a lot more than just just the the main one. So I mean that that's getting into spoilers though. Mm. Um, Quick shout out to yeah uh, the the Da Vinci and Vulture. Yeah. That's oh my wicked. god. That was really nice. The hand hand drawn Da Vinci art style just came across so nicely. Um, but yeah, I I could I could gush about this movie forever, and I probably will continue to. It's definitely in my list of favorite movies of all time. At least you don't have so. to wait. Yes, I'm very excited to not have to wait March. too long. March. Is it March? Yeah, March. Early next so under a year. Mm. I did see a, I did see a post. It's like two hundred and something days. Oh my god, that's nothing! I'm so excited. Dune yeah. comes out, and we got a lot of shit to come out this year. We got the Transformers, we got Barbie and Oppenheimer <laughs> stuff. I can't believe we uh, we got listing Transformers. We got Transformers, and then a bunch of other things. You know, my god, 
Um, I like as, as someone who has seen this twice now. Mm, you have. Ooh. I have. Uh, the runtime on the second time does not feel its length. Um, just as quick. Good. Um, which is great for a two hour and twenty minute film. We like that. Um, yeah, no, we really like that. Um, love the ending. Mm. Um, first time watching it, I was like, the whole time I was just like, we're ending it here. Because there's one point towards the end where something happens and you go, this movie's got to be like done in the next five minutes. Where are we ending this? Yep. And uh, it kind of just keeps giving you a little bit more than you expect. We get a good twist and then we get the ending, Mm -hmm. which is really good. Um, Very excited for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Not a whole lot I didn't like about the film. There's nothing I didn't like about it. Mm. Um, It's sitting at a four and a half for me. Probably, I need to watch the first one again. I haven't seen the first one in a while. Yeah, I need before to before I start one. saying which one's better. Hmm. Um, but they're both pretty on par with me right now. With with two of the best animated films ever. Um, I would. I, I find it very interesting that uh, if we get, if Beyond the Spider Verse is just on par with the next two, with the last two, then we could have one of the greatest trilogies. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Not in just animated, just just, just yeah. greatest trilogies ever. Look, honestly, like, uh, well, hang on. Sorry, guys. We're gonna Spider Verse is gonna compete with Kung Fu Panda and How to Train Your Dragon. All right. Well, I mean, um, I'll, I'll give you this. I haven't seen the third film of either of those franchises. You should oh. watch them. They're both great. I know. I've heard they're good. <laughs> um. So, and I like the idea that we all grew up and our Spider Man was Peter Parker mm. because that's all we had. Now we're like in kids five to ten years time from now, their Spider-Man's probably just going to be Miles. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're flip flopping between Miles and like Tom Holland, Peter Parker. But I feel like I'd say oh, predominantly Miles. To say it's not because of Miles animated because it's animated. Yeah, yeah it's oh, animated, definitely. so it gets in front of kids' eyes earlier. Mm. The 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 main kids show at the moment for Spider-Man is a like very young like like toddler friendly show uh Spidey and his and his friends which is Peter, Miles and Gwen. Like it's the three mm. of them. Mm. Like they're really making sure that it isn't just Peter the white guy anymore, which is amazing like, to see. It's really fair, good. Even even as we've gotten older, we've literally before we got a Miles, we've had three variations of Peter. Mm. We had three Peters. Yep. Peter. Yeah. And all the cartoons of Peter as kids. Yep. I think, and, like, uh, when, when my only, like, it's not even a gripe, my only, like, defining feature that splits these two is, like, the soundtrack, Ben. I feel yeah. like you've done a pretty good I job. Think... When I have nothing else to say except for, hey, the first one had a pretty great soundtrack, but that's not a dig at you. That's just how good the first one was with the soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. It the pressure on Metro Boomin to make this soundtrack absolutely slap was immense. I like, just I don't like and because it wasn't so. I think the first one is obviously focused a lot on a lot like purely on Miles, where this one yeah, a bit expanded. I feel like there wasn't the need for like the music because obviously a lot of it's like you know about him being creative and like finding himself and yeah. like that's that whole thing whereas it didn't need to there focus. is a really good song in this one oh, that yeah. worked really well in the context of the movie um and it's the one that plays when peter not peter sorry miles and gwen swing through 
the city for the yes. first time. That is that's back. the main song that this film has going yeah. for it. See, I think um, I think all the and the end credit song is just like what was the end credit? I'll play, I'll get it up. I, um, I can't like I think I think. I think the sound that they have not they've not done a bad like it's not bad soundtrack at all. I think now, Michael, I just hear you talking shit about the soundtrack. <laughs> all the songs fit. It's just yeah, yeah. But it's just I will obviously say not the... heavily as impactful as the soundtrack was needed for number one. The score, oh. excellent. The way they keep giving their own separate themes. Like the second you hit Mumbatton with uh, Pavita as Spider Man India, like. That score suddenly just flips on its head and has this pure, like, Indian influence in it, and it is so every, well done. Every action, like, that I genuinely can't... I can't find a fault with, with it. Like, every action yeah. seems oh. fantastic. Every emotional moment, like, it, you feel it. It's, mm. The story's fantastic. I'm so excited to see where it goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for Miles and Gwen to have their moment. Oh yeah, the the fact that oh, oh they they're going through so much. It's so tough. And it's just so you, you get you get the whole like clingy parents with the girlfriend part. Yeah, oh the humor, you get the humor hits. Everything. The action's great. Oh. Yeah, I'm at a I'm this, at a five. This film has some seriously good one. I'm at a five. I think the number one. I think should definitely have a five as well. If I haven't given it a five, I don't know what I'm doing. But it, <laughs> all right, I gave it four and a half. I I think I need to watch. I don't know. I think I need Beyond to come out before I can give it a five. Yeah. I, I, you see, I 100% get that. And that's why I don't think I can say which one's my favorite. But yeah. like, for, for me personally, this is, a, this is 100% a five out of five. Like, these are the exact types of films that I want in my life. They're incredibly right, artsy song? and cool. Their animation style is pushing boundaries and it's incredible. It's also a Spider-Man story. So, like, of course I'm on board. Like, yeah. Yes. It just ends with this. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. That's, I think that's the main one that they're leading with. This one? Yeah. Yeah. We might get copyrighted. It's fine. I'll get copyrighted for this. Maybe just skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. The the other big one is this one. Uh. Is that what the one that they also got Sway Lee back for? <laughs> Probably. It's called the calling or calling. Yeah, because because I did notice on the soundtrack immediately. I was like, oh yep, Sway Lee's, Lee's back. back. Yeah, you gotta have Sway Lee. I'm watching there. Lyrics Look, it's the calling by Metro Booming times Nab times. Yes, Whaley. Yeah. The yeah, the yeah. the only test the soundtrack has to pass is if if at least three of the songs slap while driving. Uh, it's a it, it yeah. passes. So I got to give I oh, got to give it a bit of a listen. This soundtrack, you can put it on whenever you're driving anywhere, and you'll just feel ten times cooler than you actually are. Yeah. Yes. Very very excited. Enjoyed all the newcomers. Um, excited to see them all mixed with the old comers. Mm, yeah. Now that John Mulaney's back off cocaine, that's great. Do you reckon they recast him or do you reckon he's just off cocaine? No, for this one, it was 100% a case of like, uh, where, <laughs> John? John, you're in rehab. Um, okay. Uh, Nick Cage. And then I guess they were like, oh, we should probably just have like all the classics come back for the finale. Yeah. But like, I mean, you do get that tiny little moment with one of them, which is, you know, Penny. nice. 
to see like who oh, they this redesigned is to make look way before. more anime. Mm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I th- I think I think it will be nice to have the original crew back for the finale with the newcomers because not a whole lot of uh, Peter B. Parker in this film. No, he's really he's really understated in this one. Hey, mm. he mm. comes in, he gives exactly what he needs to, which is. Being a parent and being an annoying he wants, parent. He, he wants everyone to look at his photos of his child. <laughs> you need to see every photo of my child doing nothing. Um, and and uh, you want to hold May, my baby. Mayday pulling the beanie over the head oh. was the cutest thing in the world. Um, but yeah, I Don't tell mom. I think uh, I I think he was in there just enough. Yeah. Probably would have liked maybe like another scene with well, him. So much happened with. I can't wait. To get like a copy of this and just look at timestamps and see um, when things are happening. Yeah, because like I reckon, I don't know how it was do. a good twenty minutes before the title popped up. Oh, yeah, it was a you while. Because you get the entire sequence with Gwen, Gwen, and then you get the entire sequence with Miles Vulture and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't think Miles. I don't think Miles appears. Is it just the Gwen um, scene? I think it's just the Gwen stuff. Ooh, that's great. The Gwen's like the whole. Vulture because you and... get enough of the it's it really that one scene really sets you up quite well for what this film's going to be like mm-hmm. because you're getting a intimate character piece which is really delving into their personal life as well as multiverse crazy action stuff mm. and they're giving you just enough of everything to get you to be like okay i'm i'm set i'm ready for this film that you're about to lay in front of me and then you're not ready because you need like multiple sessions to process this film. I it's um, one of those movies I'm just so glad I saw in the like if yeah if you literally have the chance to go see this in a theater please like just it is it is wonderful to see on a big screen like, like it's like it's weird to put use this word for an animated but it is breathtaking like even the first one it is they are breathtaking movies with just the animation and the clear effort and the styles and everything. Mm. Amazing. I'm sorry, reviews for Transformers Rise of the Peace just came out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look. All right, let us know what we're in for next week, because I can't wait. IGN gave a 7 out of 10. Oh, wow. IGN okay, that's with higher than I no thought. Way. That's higher than I thought. Uh, it is higher than I thought. Apparently it's a bit of fun. I mean, um, look at the trailer. How could it not just be a bit of Literally, fun? it's a transform. Yeah. There's transformers that are animals now. They're not vehicles. They're animals now. I expect the final half of the film to just be the final action set piece. It's like, seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Ooh. But the, but the Guardian gave it one out of five. <laughs> Oh my god! Please tell me there's a good clearly. Note. Clearly, that person had never seen a Transformers movie before. So believe who you want to believe. That's so good. But I've heard I've actually seen a few people come out of this and say that they they had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um. But... They say it's good '90s fun and action. Well, oh. yeah, because Transformers was uh, not Transformers. Uh, Bumblebee was '80s fun. Yeah. So Bumblebee's also great. Yeah. Bumblebee is. Has anyone gonna go back and watch Bumblebee before the new one? Bro, I would have loved to watch Spider-Verse before the news. I know, I want I still want to watch well. Spider-Verse again. I just don't have time. I think I'm going to try and watch the first one again before I go and see the second one again. Yeah. But uh, you can look forward to our reviews of Transformers 
Beasts of Burden or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, are the only two Transformers movies next week that aren't Rodden on Rodden Tomatoes are the two that Michael Bay didn't do. Oof. Maybe it's which a- two are they? <laughs> Bumblebee and Rise of the Beast. <laughs> oh, no. oh, bless Michael. Bumblebee's got a 91. Because Bumblebee's yeah, a good loved movie. Bumblebee. Yeah, I did Bumblebee's enjoy Bumblebee. Little... John Cena's in Bumblebee. Okay, you love a bit of Haley's time. I mean. Oh, don't, don't, don't I love a bit of Haley's time. Don't get us. You have to talk to me twice. God damn it. Um, yes, next week. Have you seen. Sorry. Okay, I'm just gonna here we keep... go. Have you seen the interviews with that? Is it, what's how, the actor Shameek plays Moore. Miles? Shamik Moore. Have you seen his interviews? He's one awkward man. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bit of a weird unit. Bless oh, yeah, him. He's, he's so awkward. He's the most like. He seems like he's actually just a real introvert. Yeah, and just <laughs> he's, he's got these massive press conferences and he's doing all these massive like promotional things and it's just like. He just looks like he wants to be just chilling out at home. Like, <laughs> oh, apparently Elemental's just fine. That doesn't shock. It's really funny if we talk about this for a second. Here we go. How much COVID killed Pixar? Because before Elemental, Pixar films were like events. Where they like, were oh, the big Pixar movie. Like the new big Pixar film, we're going to the movies to watch it. Cinemas and then would be COVID packed. happened, and they kind of put everything on Disney Plus. Yeah. And um, yeah, which hasn't no. killed their superheroes or their other big releases. Well, not with a lack of trying. <laughs> not with a lack of trying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the effect it's had on their kids' films has as, been as poor because, like, we had three Pixar films to come out in a row with Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. Mm-hmm. They all came out straight. Lightyear came out in theaters mm-hmm. and it didn't do very well. Yep. Um, uh, did Raya and the Last Dragon go in theaters? Wasn't Pixar. Ah, uh, not Pixar. Um, that was a great movie. So, Raya's great. Like that one. Uh, Akanto's great. Suddenly, Disney Animated Studios, who were the joke for a bit, are now producing better content. But at the same time, Disney Animated Studios have made Tangled, Moana. Yeah. Um, and Zootopia? Like, they're doing. Zootopia, yeah. they did Zootopia. So, like, they're, they're kind of hitting top tier now. They're hitting yeah. their stride um, in the but past. But don't worry, you can watch Zootopia with the character models changed next week with Elemental. Oh, yeah, that's going to be... Yep. Um, yeah. So, did you hear that Disney Pixar fired a few of their staff, big staff, the other day? Oh, no. Because they cut, they're going to... Yeah. So, they fired the lady who... And the only reason... And she's the only reason why Toy Story 2 came out. Oh, because you guys know the story of Toy Story 2? No, not at all. Where they did a computer update or something and they lost the whole, all of their work in Toy Story 2. Oh, no. Um, and the only reason they have, they, Toy Story, they had a backup was because some lady put it on a flash drive when she wasn't meant to so she could work on it when she went home. Oh, wow. And so she had, because she did that, she had the only Copy. backup yeah. of Toy Story 2. Oh, my oh, God. Wow, okay. Could you imagine that 24 hours at Pixar <laughs> where it went from we've just deleted years of work to thank God. Oh, my God. And she got but then the we also day, we so. also didn't almost didn't have one of the greatest Pixar movies of all time. Yeah. Mm. 
So that's a fun fact about Toy Story 2. That's wild. My God. Mm. Wow. You, that yeah, would have been a good, good moment for her. She would have been like, Yo, "Hey, can you imagine? You can't get me. You can't. You can't tell me I'm in trouble now because I just saved her ass." Can you imagine the alternate timeline that we have where Toy Story Two never came out, and then like ten years later, this lady found this USB that had Toy Story Two on it? Imagine and they finish it and they bring it out. Wild. That that's so, crazy. That's that's, that's a fun, fun fact. Story. I like that. I like. That. Uh, Spider-Verse has a 95 and Rotten Tomatoes. Hell yeah, it's uh, making big box office cross. buckaroos. Who had that? <laughs> thought it was... Michael mm, had that. that, might, that, that might give Michael. That, I think it's Michael. That might give Michael the win. Mm. Um, I did the tally the other day. Hang on. It's, I did oh, see had, Letterboxd post. It's, it's like the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. It's the highest rated movie on Letterboxd. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Considering mm-hmm. the first one's mm-hmm. like... It's in the top 20. It's like 17th or something. And this one's taken out okay. number one. Michael, I haven't put Spider-Verse in here yet because it hadn't come out. But last time I checked, it was me in the lead with 750 million. Um, then it was Michael with 532 million. That's all fast. That's without Spider-Verse. That's all fast. <laughs> That's all fast. Ooh. And Chris had 224 million and Braden's on zero because none of Braden's films came out yet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Barbie's so, going to break uh, a billy. They advertised Barbie before The Little Mermaid. And I'm really confused. Is Barbie a kid's film? Because I don't think Barbie's going to be a kid's film. No, looking at... So the most recent trailer gives us a much better idea of what we're looking at for that film. Which like it's not a kid's film. It, it, it's not what I would call... Uh, so working at Greenlight Comics, uh, we have the kids' comics and everything. Like, you know, younger mm-hmm. reader stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there that I would actually describe as uh, what we call all ages, where it's a story that, you know, kids can get enjoyment from and actually read themselves, but it's actually also really good for, like, just if you want a good book to read. Um, I think Barbie is very much an all ages film where half this film is really just fun, poppy, like, a, a very, you know, kind of silly. There's gonna be uh, stuff for everyone here. What what am I thinking of? Like up, uh, like higher, not higher than life. Um, larger than life. Larger than life. That kind of vibe uh, to it, where the other half is then going to be, you know, deep cut Barbie references. Those memories you have from playing with your toys as a little kid. Like one of the things in the trailer, in like the most recent one, has. Barbie having a shower and the water turns cold, but because it's a toy playset, there's no water coming out of the shower. Like this film is playing with its own reality in really interesting ways, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I I think this film is quite literally for everyone. Um, and I love the memes going around of, uh, this is our MCU, so we should make all the men who haven't seen every animated Barbie film, watch all of those before the new one. I don't think I want to do that. Oh, mate, you're not a true Barbie fan until you know about Biffle. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm also Fairy okay Topia. with that. Uh, you got to watch Nutcracker and uh, you got to watch um, and uh, Princess and the Pauper. And... Okay, well, 
Uh, While we went on those rants, I finished and updated this full list. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so let's get this off here. Goddamn. Oh, there we are. Let's get a zoom in on that bad boy. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how. Uh, so to the left uh, is the fifth item across. There's 100%. And you can click that. On the left. In the task my blind? Yep. Yeah. There we go. What a lad. All right. Here we are. Oh, my Lord, Michael. Oh, Alex only has yeah. one movie out that is, that is, Yeah, that, that is also true. Yours is just from one movie. I know. But remember, mine's coming to the end of its run now. Mm. Yes, but then you Where also have this is just Indiana Jones. Which has not got good reviews. Oh, so. really? Reviews started coming out for that. Oh, do we not, do we not know? Oh, it premiered at um, Sundance. Oh. And um, no. Oh no! No! We're oh no! 50, uh. Yeah. Huh. Oh. What's the consensus? Uh, although there's enough nostalgia rush in seeing Harrison Ford back in action, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is a largely unnecessary franchise finale. I mean, is that tell me something that I didn't, didn't know? Already <laughs> know? Yeah. Like so? Yeah. That sounds. I reckon about right. this. I reckon Chris. I reckon the Flash is going. I think Michael's. Michael's still got Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, Michael does you, have. You've got dead. We got dead reckoning, which could make all the money. Even though Tom Cruise is very mad at the moment. He's very mad. What's Tom Cruise mad not, about? Oh, Tom Cruise is mad, and I'll quickly get into this because Braden's going to go. Thank you. Um, um, because Oppenheimer comes out a week after, um, Dead Reckoning. And Oppenheim has taken all the IMAX cinemas. So uh, Dead Reckoning gets to play in IMAX for a week. Oh. And then Oppenheimer comes in and takes all the other IMAX cinemas. That's And Tom Cruise is not happy. You know, that's, that's a I, fair point. I, yeah, I get why he's, upset, why he's upset about that. So now Tom Cruise is, is, is doing that's what we call... That's also just business. A, he's doing a tour of all the cinemas and being like, here's Dead Reckoning, please play us. Oh my god! Longer. Oh, um, he's, he's, also, it's like a Girl Scout trying to hand out cookies. <laughs> also, the thing is, like, I love Tom Cruise, but if you read the story, Oppenheimer's always been coming out on this day. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning's been delayed three times and changed its schedule. Yeah, True. they've chosen the spot. They knew Oppenheimer was coming out the week yeah. later. It's yeah. that same thing where a video game will come out and it's a big deal, and then before you know it, uh, that next week fucking Elden Ring or Legend of Zelda comes out. Like, yeah, there's not much you, seen, you can do. I watched a TikTok with some guy going with um, Chris Nolan um, behind the scenes. Have you seen the IMAX reel of film for Oppenheimer? I've seen no. the disc thing. Is that the reel? It's, it's, I can't, it's not, it's bigger than me. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I think the thing that I saw was fucking huge. That's yeah, cool. It's like, um, there's no, it's hard to explain. It's bigger than a car, maybe. Ooh. Um, it's, it's big. But yeah, that's my, that's why. That's great. Well, next week, you can tune in to MMT to hear our review of Transformers and the Bestiality Gang. You can hear our review of The Flash, uh, the, the Batman, the Batman and The Flash. 
you can hear our review of the Hoyt's D-Box experience. Oh, that that's the main part. That's what you're coming for. Oh, that's what you're black, coming here for. That's going to be the headlining of the show. We have a delayed show next week. We might have a delayed show next week. Uh, delayed? Flash is the night we normally record. Yes, I figured we were going to do a late recording. Could. We'll see how we go. Let's yeah, it depends on how late that movie finishes. Six o'clock. We'll be home by nine. Probably. If so we'll long see. as we're done before like ten thirty. Yeah, I, that should be fine then. Yeah. So Stuff we can work out not on air. Yeah, we'll yes. uh, we can work that out. We'll we'll we will see you next week for another pretty stacked show. Um in fact, probably even more stacked than this one. Transformers um, are gonna be great. Transformers <laughs> Alex apparently, is that shot. apparently, it's gonna be great. Uh, it, it's got evidence could... to back up that claim. Follow us on your podcast service of choice. Leave a review if you can over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That would be wonderful. Head over to YouTube, subscribe, leave a comment, like the video, all that jazz. Share the show with your friends if you enjoy it. If you liked a funny part, let us know. Uh, follow us on socials. Uh, add Michael on Facebook, and as on Facebook. always. I'm Braden. No, I'm Alex. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm Braden. No, you're not. There, guys. You. Oh. I'm Alex. I'm Braden. And I'm Michael. And we're out of here. Goodbye, you filthy, filthy animals. <laughs>